Hello, my name is Tom Allen, and I'm the Minister of Education and Administration at the First Baptist Church in Southern Pines, North Carolina. This is the fifth of six Lenten podcasts as we reflect on the book by Adam Hamilton, Final Words from the Cross, a study of the seven last words spoken by Jesus from the cross. Hamilton is the senior pastor of the United Methodist Church of the Resurrection in Leewood, Kansas. And I'm also using reflections from Fleming Rutledge's book, The Seven Last Words from the Cross. As we begin today, I invite you to join me for a time of prayer. Our Father, we are again grateful for this opportunity to hear and to reflect on the final words of our Lord revealed to us in Holy Scripture. As we continue to ponder our Lord's suffering and death, all out of his great love for us, may we also ponder the pain and suffering of others, especially those who not only hunger and thirst for food and clean water, but also those who hunger and thirst for something deeper within themselves. We pray for them and for ourselves as we continue to make our way through this season of Lent. We pray for the blessing of your peace and your presence as we journey together. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Today's word, Jesus' fifth word or phrase from the cross, is found again only in John's Gospel. Let's hear that passage from John chapter 19, verses 28 and 29. The beloved disciple writes, Later, knowing that all was now completed, and so that the Scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus said, I am thirsty. A jar of wine vinegar was there, so they soaked a sponge in it, put the sponge on a stalk of the hyssop plant, and lifted it to Jesus' lips. Adam Hamilton points out that there are three different gospel accounts of Jesus being offered something to drink while he was on the cross. In Mark and Luke, Jesus is offered wine mixed with myrrh or gall. Hamilton likened the taste of this mixture to vinegar, a very bitter-tasting drink. Because crucifixion brought on severe dehydration, some scholars think that the offer of this bitter drink to those being executed was a way to make the criminals sick to their stomach, inducing vomiting and adding to the pain of crucifixion. In other words, it was another way criminals were teased and their suffering made worse by their executioners. Others, however, have proposed that the mixture may have been some kind of poison that could hasten death or at least lessen the pain. If that was the case, those who offered criminals this wine may have been doing so out of compassion. In Luke's gospel, after Jesus was nailed to the cross, 
Luke writes that people taunted and teased Jesus by offering him sour wine they kept just out of his reach. Either way, Jesus refused their offers, indicating his willingness to take on humanity's suffering and sin and hatred. Later in Matthew and Mark, those two gospel writers record that someone near the cross used a hyssop branch with a sponge on the end to soak up sour wine and then held it to Jesus' lips. John records the same thing. However, John alone has this happening right after Jesus speaks the words, I thirst. Hamilton and Fleming Rutledge both believe, as I do, that these words are an example of Jesus' humanity. Although he was the sinless Son of God, God incarnate, or as John writes in the first chapter of his gospel, the Word made flesh, this divine Son of God was also a human being, a man who laughed and cried, a, a man who felt joy and pain, a man who, as the Bible reminds us, was tempted in every way, just as we are, but was without sin. Again, Jesus' words remind us of his willingness to go to the cross, to suffer and to die for you and for me. Hamilton writes that perhaps the use of the hyssop branch is a symbolic reminder of the story of Passover found in the book of Exodus. In Exodus 12:22 we read that hyssop was used to dab the blood of the sacrificed lamb on the doorposts of the Israelites' homes to protect the people of God when the angel of death passed over their homes during the last plague God called down upon the Egyptians. We refer to that lamb as the Passover lamb. John's Gospel refers to Jesus as the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And you will recall the events of that last week of Jesus' life took place during an annual Passover celebration in Jerusalem. It's also interesting to note that on numerous occasions, Jesus used the metaphor of drinking as a way of describing the suffering he would endure. At the Last Supper, Jesus took the cup and said, This is my blood of the new covenant. In Matthew's Gospel, Jesus says to James and John, who wanted to sit one on his right and one on his left, Are you able to drink the cup that I'm about to drink? And remember in the Garden of Gethsemane, on the night before his death, as he prayed, he asked God to remove this cup, if it be God's will. The cup was a sign of the suffering to come. On the cross, Jesus finished drinking that cup of suffering. So along with showing his humanity, Jesus was also revealing that he had completed the supreme act of love, to suffer and die for you 
and for me. The cup that was once full was now empty. And Jesus said, I am thirsty. Finally, Hamilton writes that in the death of Jesus, that fountain of living water, who was Jesus, was drying up. And when Jesus breathed his last, for the moment, that living water ceased to flow. Referring back to the story in John's Gospel of Jesus' encounter with the woman at the well, Hamilton reminds us of his words to her when Jesus asked her for a drink of water. If you knew who you were talking to, he said, you would ask of me, and I would give you living water, and you would never thirst again. So in this fifth word, I thirst, we see the fullness of both Jesus' humanity and his divinity. I offer two questions for us to reflect on today, two questions I hope you and I will bring to God as prayerful intentions. First, what are you thirsting for right now? What are you thirsting for right now? And second, how can you help someone who you know is thirsting for Jesus? How can you help someone who you know is thirsting for Jesus? Hear now this prayer as we conclude our time together. Lord God, thank you for the truths revealed in your holy word. And thank you for extending a cup of cool water to each of us when we were thirsting. Open our eyes, our ears, and our hearts to those around us who are thirsty and give us the wisdom and strength and grace to offer them your living water. We ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you again for listening to this podcast. Next week will be the final podcast in this series. I'll combine the sixth and seventh words as we conclude our time together. Again, until then, may peace be with you and with those you love.